It's 7 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for the sports phone. Friday night, 7 o'clock, time for the sports phone. And I'll tell you, it felt good to hear that music again after the uh, the fumble of the music last week. Jerry in Oregon, Jim in the Philo studio. Jim, it, it just feels more natural to have the music playing us in than it did last week. You know, our, our good friend um, Noah Gold, who I, I think he was on last week. I think it was last week. And, and uh, sometimes our co-host, he said, he says, when he's going to be on with us at the beginning, he gets all fluttery when he hears that song. <laughs> he well, I think it's kind of like that. It's that last uh, second of kind of like, okay, it's time to do the show. Let's focus up. Yeah. You know, it's it's that last little breather. Make sure everything's in line. I know you're at the studio checking all your buttons, checking your levels, make sure <laughs> everything's ready. And that's what that, that song is for. It's that last second for there to be the panic moment of, oh, we got a problem or we're ready to go. But it's good to be back. It's- Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone uh, looking forward to talking sports with you for the next hour or so. Um, if you're new to the show, let me give you a quick rundown of what's going to be happening for the next hour. Uh, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are here to talk about sports wherever it is going on in the world of sports at whatever level uh, you want to talk about, whether it be high school, if there's high school sports somewhere in the world you want to talk about, college, pro, international, whatever it is. As long as it's related to sports, we want to talk about it. Uh, and so we're looking forward to taking your calls and getting rolling uh, with the sports phone as we as we do every Friday night. The number to call to do that is 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports, whatever is on your mind. You can comment on what Jim and I are, t- are going to be talking about. You can call in with your own topics. Whatever is on your mind in the world of sports, we want to hear about it. So give us a call, 707-895-2448. If you want to talk about sports, Jim, I can keep going here. Or if high you school had anything sports to get us started, really, Jer? High school sports? Well, I don't know. You know, there's high school <laughs> sports going on in some pockets of the country here and there. I know Arizona's playing sports. Texas is playing sports. It's it's going on every. every is it in a few spots every now and then? You're a stats guy. I, I say what I think stats are, and usually confirm me <laughs> right or wrong. Um, well, actually, you never you don't tell me I'm right that often, but you always tell me that I'm wrong if I'm wrong. How the hot spots of COVID virus is it possible that's where high school football is being played the most? Is it is there is there a chance that those two things would correlate? I I think just from the standpoint of the hot spots are where there is more interaction of people. Maybe it's not, and and uh. and in turn, high school sports would be an interaction of people, That's right? Sure. So I think it's 
I, so I think from that perspective, yeah, I think you could you could make you could probably make a case even mathematically that that, that makes sense. And and, and you know I, I think I threw threw one out there there that was um, a little politically motivated, which I try not right. to do. But I, yeah, yeah. But if there's high school sports, there's other things that those places are doing. That don't make sense for the way we're doing it. In, in, right, and high, yeah. and high school sports yeah. is just contributing to that. It's not the right, reason right, some right, of those right. places okay. are in the red or, or whatever you want to or however you want to say it. Um, but talking about COVID, I guess we'll jump right into this real quick, and then, then we'll circle back to on this day in sports, Jim. As COVID has kind of like just become part of sports in a way, you know, like it's kind of just now it's just a thing that every league has to deal with. Almost it seems like it's definitely part of, little, de- definitely part of the sports phone. Right. Yeah. But but kind of what I've done with the covid updates, so to speak, is trying to pick and choose a little bit more, you know, so we don't spend the entire show just being depressed and talking about, you know, this and that. So but you actually brought something to my attention. I thought this was the most noteworthy thing that happened this week. And I I didn't know about it until you texted me. Um, But in terms of covid stories from this week, I thought the biggest one was what you sent me. And that's that that Duke University has announced that they're canceling the remainder of their non-conference men's basketball schedule. Also, uh, so they played two games. They were two and two. Uh, and after that, they made the decision they're not going to play any more games. So their next game is going to be on December 16th. And then they won't play until after the holiday break on December 29th. Those are both conference games. So so they're going to play. How many games are there in the ACC conference? How many teams? They play them all twice like most conferences. There are, oh boy, I think there's 16 teams in the ACC now. Are you serious? If, if I remember correctly. It's a big conference because you have to remember when the, when the when the Big East split up and had like their kind of big, big change, a bunch of schools, I think Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Notre Dame, yeah. and Louisville all went to the ACC. So it expanded when that happened. But yeah, so it's still a big conference. But the, the reason I thought this was a big deal was – if, if you look at college football, the, the SEC, the Southeast Conference, is kind of the mecca of college football. And that was what everyone's eyes are on. were on. They're like, what's the SEC going to do for college of football? Of course, of course. I, I think you can make the same argument that in men's basketball, the ACC is kind of the, the big dog of college basketball in, in, in the national world. You can make arguments for other conferences, but I, I would say the ACC is, is the biggest of them all. So I think it's important that a ACC school, let alone maybe name recognition wise, probably the top, one of the top two ACC schools has made this decision. They're still going to play their conference games. It sounds like, but I, I think it's a big deal that, that, that the school like Duke decided to do this. I saw, so I heard some young, I swear, I'm going to say early forties. That's pretty young to be a substantial D1 coach, I think. There's some in the 30s, I would say. This guy was almost making fun of Krzyzewski, saying like, hey, if he he would have won that last game, you think he would have canceled the rest? And I was like, The the, the direct quote you're referring to is Alabama's head coach said, do you think Coach K, do you think if Coach K hadn't lost his two non-conference games at home, he would still be saying that? And uh, I'm not sure. That's absurd. I know. I'm, I'm not sure Krzyzewski has to respond to anything. No, Mike Krzyzewski does not have to respond to the head coach of Alabama, who's, you know, just middle of the pack SEC. I mean, like, no, that that's absurd. But, you know, I, again, I didn't want to spend too much time on this, but I, I thought it was important because, again, 
the ACC and then Duke are two of the biggest names in men's college basketball. And when a school makes that kind of decision, it's important. You know, I think I think it's a big deal. I don't think it if if there's an NCAA tournament and you know Duke doesn't make it because they have a terrible conference season, I don't think you're, there's like asterisks or anything in the tournament or something. But it, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal if Duke that Duke made this decision. So I thought it was at least worth mentioning. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you want to talk about sports here on the sports phone, whatever is on your mind. Jim, uh, on this day in sports, we are talking about December 11th. What do you have? What happened today? December 11th, 2009. Yeah. Tiger Woods Mm -hmm. took a break from golf with... The idea of working on his marriage. Now, I want to ask it. I don't have the stats in front of me. That's not my job on this show. But I assume that was after his wife went after him with a golf club. I, so I, I, I didn't have a chance to look this up. I'm assuming it is. But I, but I, I 100% do not remember the exact timing of when that happened. Huh. But, it, but, but it would, it would make sense. Like the only indefinite yeah. leave from golf that I can remember Tiger Woods taking was around that that scandal with his wife and the whole sex addiction thing. It, uh, and, and, that's like that's the only time I can remember Tiger Woods taking a long period of time off of golf. So I would assume those two things go hand in hand, but I don't have anything to like prove that. I don't have the, the data in front. Do of you me. think the Masters? I mean, this guy, this guy, and, and I'm saying this in a funny way. This guy's getting old for competitive golf, um, e- even though. Um, well, he actually is getting old for competitive golf. He's won a lot. Do you think he's going to wait around and win another one, or do you think we we have a um, I, we have a retirement uh, coming? I I think golf is very much. I I follow golf in the same way that I follow tennis. It's very much like on the the periphery of of my yeah sports knowledge. But the little I know is that golf is in this weird situation, kind of like tennis where there's no up-and-coming dominant young players. It seems like every time there's supposed to be one, he kind of fizzles out. And so it's the situation of, since there's no clear-cut young favorites, why not Tiger Woods? Right? It's, I think it's that kind of situation. It's also where- different than tennis, Jer. It's also, it's also different. Um, a dominant golfer over a four- or five-year period isn't like a dominant a dominant tennis player take Federer and Nadal Djokovic they win a lot of tournaments over a four or five year period golf can you can be really dominant not win that many tournaments you're just always right. near the top but you're still the clear favorite though right yeah like yeah you, like tournament to tournament you're still the favorite like when Tiger Woods was in his prime he he was he didn't win every tournament but he was the favorite to win any every tournament. Oh, absolutely. Oh, so I sure you're saying there's none of those right. The point I'm, I'm making right here is that to my understanding of, of the stat of the yeah. state of golf, there isn't a clear favorite to win every tournament like there was with Tiger Woods prime. So like why why not him? If he Pro- has a good week. Prove us wrong, please. 707-895-2006 and if you That's have any the wrong uh, phone number, Jim. Oh, boy, that was my home phone. Don't call that. Um you hadn't done that in a while. My wife will have to answer your sports questions, and that, that could be funny. Um, 707-895-2448. That's the number to call. And, and uh, prove us wrong uh, or ask us a uh, – stump these hosts. We like that. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you have for this day in sports? So I'm going all the way back to 1937, and, and you know I love me some Canadian football. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually do. I, I, it was funny. What do you like the big end zone? 
Yeah, yeah. Big end zone, the 110-yard field, the receivers getting the running start. It, it was just interesting working for the company that I did in Arizona. We had a lot of Canadian colleges that, that were our customers. So I actually watched huh. a fair amount of Canadian football. And you definitely have an appreciation for it after you watch it. Like, it's a different sport. It's it's a much different sport than, than like, American football in little minute ways. One of the great minute ways is you can get really weird scores. So, in 1937, in the 25th uh, Canadian Football League Grey Cup, the Toronto Argonauts beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers by a score of 4-3. to three. Wow. Yeah. So how it's you, just one of those sc- things where, because of the way scoring works in Canadian football, you can get four points. I was going to say, you can get two, four. You could get you could get four points in American football. You can two safeties, but, but with two safeties. But there's there's rules where in Canadian football, uh, there's other ways to get to get one and two points. Huh. So uh, how that, that are, how they get four? Does it say? I don't have that in front of me. Huh. I don't have. Uh, I don't have the. Uh, I don't have the kind of the. The, the how the scoring worked. I thought uh, in I, terms of what the score of the game was. But yes, there there was. There, there's different ways in Canadian football where you could score single points. So I, I thought that was a, just a funny score. When you, uh, when you started it. that, Jerry, I thought you were going to say, uh, you, you know, last week I think my this day in sports was, some like seventy four to forty game, the highest scoring pro football game ever. I thought you were going to give me some score like a 117 to 179 or something. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing like that. <laughs> it normally is, I think, a little bit high, more of a high-scoring uh, high scoring game. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's a fun sport to watch. I really do enjoy it, uh, the little bit I did. So I thought that was funny. Funny thing to note, 1937, 4-3 in a, in a Canadian Football League championship. Love. Just a barn burner of a defensive battle, I guess. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. We're about 15 minutes into the sports phone here. Oh, dear, uh, I, should, I should make an announcement. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's get the, 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 the housekeeping items out of the way. Um, we are, and because of a construction in the one of our satellite studios, I, I, I just like saying that. It makes us sound so, so much like a big, rich... Big, rich station, KZYX, in one of our satellite stations in Fort Bragg. It's under construction uh, by the people that own the building, I believe. And so the show that comes on after us usually is from that satellite station. They are going to be coming to the Philo station. And for, uh, well, for COVID reasons and a lot of reasons, there's going to be, uh, we got to give them time to set up here. They have to set up by hand. We have to break down by hand. So we're going to be quitting at 750 tonight so let's remind each other jerry and um get your calls in i'd love to hear a call i want to know these phones are working 707-895-2448 what do you want to start with well uh i mean we have our little list here we have our 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 high-tech list that we go back and forth on uh i i think if we're just going down the list there's something (laughs) we've been waiting to talk about i don't know if it's necessarily very applicable anymore like in terms of timeliness of it it doesn't really apply but i think it'd still be a fun conversation uh going way back to the nba bubble uh we talked about that as like the the greatest road trip for 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 a sport team like in history kind of idea right like this idea that you get to go on a road trip to to orlando to the wild world of sports to disney 
and you get to be in a in a in a high luxury bubble playing basketball. That's like the that's that's the definition of of a of a road trip almost. And so we huh. kind of started talking about memorable road trips, what makes a road trip fun, and, and this and that. And so I thought it'd be fun to come back to that. Like I said, it might not be applicable anymore in terms of why we thought of it. But I mean, road trips are always fun to talk about. Uh, do you think? Jim, I guess do you start think the with, word? Wait a minute. Do you think the word road trip? That's you think it started in basketball, then sort of the, the whole concept, and then it went down. Um, hippies jumping in a car with with lots of drugs and hitting the road. I mean, people I mean, have been going on road trips. I think well before sports and calling them like, ro- calling them that. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think road trips are tied to sports only. Yeah. yeah I, have I, have. I think that's that's a stretch. But but if we're talking <laughs> about sports road trips, yeah. I don't know, Jim. What's what? Let's start here. What are the good? What are the key elements of a good sports road trip? Oh, it's just it, it's such a wide. I I love to hear people's. I mean, I've been on so many. I mean. I'm going to just sort of, sort of, I go back to going across town to play little league games on road yeah, trips. that's a road trip. Our, In its own way, that's a road trip. My all-star team traveled over the East Coast, and we, we traveled to, I think, to Pittsburgh and then to Rochester. This is from Buffalo, New York. Um, when we were making a run in the Little League World Series, I was as excited about it then as I was, and then, and then I think... My ne- my next road trips were probably middle school basketball. No, no, swim team. We would jump on a bus and go from Jamestown to Erie. There were road trips maybe, uh, <laughs> for some people, the most exciting thing about sports. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can get it all out here. I'm having trouble just get, getting it out. Um I always give my, uh, I'll give this now, now that you, you asked me. Uh, we were at a meeting of athletic directors, and my favorite athletic director, eh, maybe after Pinoli and Noah Gold, is, is Sue Carberry from Laytonville. Did it for 30 years. We're at a meeting, and we were saying, why kids play sports? Hey, kids play sports because it's good for them and this and that. And finally, she, she, the boss of this meeting says, I'm not sure it's about sports. My kids just like to get on the bus, go over to Fort Bragg, go to Taco Bell. I'm not even sure they care if they played a basketball game or not and just come back to Laytonville. They like the road trip. Yeah. So yeah. so there's so much involved there. Let me hear some stories from people about road trips. 707-895-2448. What did road trips mean to you in, in sports? Hello, Carl. You're on the air. I love this road trips. I grew up in Fort Bragg and we used to travel on the school bus. And the greatest thing about it was there was no cell phones. Oh, wow. You know, it it was, uh, I I graduated in 98 from Fort Bragg high. Uh, but you know, played, played soccer 95 through 98. And we'd go travel over to Lake County. We'd go play over in Anderson Valley. We'd go up to South Fork and it's just, you know, it was so cool because it was such a, a special time looking back on it because there was no cell phones. We were just, like, focused on each other, getting amped about the game. Everybody was eating food in the back of the bus. Some people were car sick, of course. My, my next but, question know, was, bu- bus or cars were you in? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, vans and school buses. Wow. And, yeah, looking back, I mean, I, I think that was one of the coolest things about road trips. Playing sports in high school was just, <laughs> you know, building that, uh, I don't know, camaraderie with, with people, with your team. So, so, caller, I have, a, I have a funny story that I think you'll really appreciate. Um, so, a, a buddy of mine who I went to college with, uh, his uh, high school coach up here in Oregon is one of the, the bigger names that's been around Oregon high school basketball for a long time. I don't know if he's still at, at, at the same high school, which is which was called Scapoose High School, but he's been around for a long time. He was still coaching when I was in college, and my buddy was who played for him. They had a rule, and this so this goes back to 2010 to 2014 and before that, he had a paper bag, and the minute you got on the bus, you had to drop your cell phone in the paper bag, and you didn't get it until you got off the bus after you got back from the game. Oh, wow. I love that. So, so Jim, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what was it like when you were a kid to go and see some of your biggest favorite sports people in a stadium surrounded by a bunch of other fans and nobody had cell phones? Jeez. I mean, was it was it just unbelievably awesome? Because now, and I don't know if it's COVID or you see, you know, I, I watch sports on TV, but I'm I'm more focused in on the game. So, what was it like to go and see like some of your heroes, and everybody's just focused? No one's on Facebook. No one's on cell phones. No one's, you know, everybody's just watching. In a, in a bigger picture, that's a great question. I because uh, in an. I, I'm better thinking about something for a week and then talking about it, but I'll give this a shot. What I remember, I mean, if you think about it, the the players on the, on the field, whether professional, college, high school, whatever, I, I'm going to, um, I think you were talking about going to see my favorites. Did you mean college or pro or anything? Just doesn't matter. Or like, like because by the time I started like going to Giants games, oh, I see. Uh, maybe an occasional NBA game, I... Cell phones were around. Oh, you know, I, 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 I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So, so let me yeah. let me answer now. It's it's interesting because as a player and as as knowing players on on the field, it doesn't affect them as much as it does. I see what you're bringing up here. It affects the fans more than the players during a game because the players right. pretty much aren't sitting in the dugouts or on the bench with their phones. You don't see that very very often. Whereas the crowd has completely changed. I do remember people brought transistor radios, but I think they were, but I think they were listening to the game that they were watching. <laughs> That's what that was famous in for for baseball back when. I sort of think of it as as yeah, you know, going to concerts when I was a kid or or taking along to you know uh, theaters or or theater shows or something uh, with my parents and and everybody's just so focused in and because there's a sports phone show you know i was like yeah what what was it like to <laughs> to go and see these these you, you know because now we're just at all all we're on is cell phones all the time so it's, it's all I the just time want to pick your brain you know it, you're a little older oh, than, I, I, and than I, me. I from me being the young guy on the show here i can say and it's I, I sadly will admit this i'm as focused on filming the starting lineup kind of hijinks <laughs> for the blazers when i go to a game as I am watching yeah. the starting lineup for the Blazers, right? Like it's, uh, I'm part of the problem that you're talking about where I am, I am taking as many pictures and, and I, filming yeah, stuff as I am actually watching the game when I go to a game now. I don't think it's, it's a problem. 
I think it's just right, di- right. it's just different. Everybody still there? Right, it's just a, di- yeah. a, a different time. I just, you know, by the time I started going and seeing Giants games or or A's games or something, it, it everybody had cell phones, and I was thinking, man, what would it be like to sit in the stands and just not see a single cell phone? But whatever. I love your show. This is like the highlight of my week. I know lots of people oh, would you. agree with that. I'm not even a huge sports person. I just I love this show so much. You guys are so awesome. Thank I got one you. suggestion. Can we do two hours of sports phone? Uh, we're, we've been oh. bringing it up. Whoever was just calling, call again. We're winding down this first call. You got a road trip story. <laughs> Let's hear it. I, uh, we're working on a caller. We'd love a two-hour show. We design, we designed this show um, af- after a show that was on for three hours, five days a week. <laughs> so. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. W. Dan has two hours. Huh? Uh, Muerto, Muerto, Dead Air. I mean, two hour, you guys need two hours. You guys are just awesome. Well, Thank that, you so much. I, I love hearing the sport. Great night. Call the station. Talk to the program director. Jim, okay, can you we'll hear me? Do. I just I got disconnected for a second. I want to make sure you can still. Hear me. I can hear you loud and clear, Jer. Oh, line, oh, lines are open. Yeah, there was a little drop of the connection on my end. Line, line, lines are open. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. We thought road trips. Jim, it's, go well, ahead. Hang on. I I can't let you get away with something here. Okay. And I have to to ask you a very loaded question because it's funny. He was the, the last caller was talking about going to games and not being on cell phones and all this stuff. One of the things we did when I was in high school and middle school was we tried to go to one Raider game a year uh, when they were in Oakland. You want to tell the listeners where you would watch the majority of that game from once we got to the stadium? Oh, that's right. I would watch <laughs> from inside the, the – the, well, we, we had special seats. We got seats from Chip. And we were no, able, you got to finish, finish where you watched the game from. Did you I watch the game the with game. the crowd out in the stadium? No, I watched the game from the sports bar. There was 19 televisions in there. I was watching every game. Hello, <laughs> hello. Might as well I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Um, I missed what you were just talking about. But it may be part of my favorite um, road trips on games was when was when everybody was in kids. The kids were, I think, in middle school, and they played on the AAU teams in the summer. And we would we would you know kids would share we get in cars with different parents and and we would all go to these to these big sports complexes and stay in motels and and the parents would get together and have cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and the kids would be in the swimming pools and then we'd we'd go to the games and it was just so much fun i i i, I, I think the thing that do you mind Jim, no, you go. Go. Oh, no you're going no I'll, I'll hang up now but okay. it was thank you Colin. that was so much fun yeah it was funny, Jim, because you you started when you were talking about like what you kind of what what are great about road trips for you. And where I was going to start the conversation was, I think this this goes to what that caller said. I don't necessarily remember like, oh, going to this place was the most fun. I remember like specific moments, and 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 moments that can only be recreated because you're on the road. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to mention one of those to tie this all together. That caller. Um, was it was it one of the same AAU events you were at, and right. and because it's your mother, and <laughs> yeah. and 
we had so much fun in those hotels. I believe you were in fifth grade then. We would, but it wasn't yeah. just yeah. us. It was kids from Carmel and kids from Eureka. We'd all meet there. We'd meet there like five weekends in a row. Right. I remember when we were sitting around the pool having cocktails, as your as your mom mentioned. I think you guys got in trouble for putting the lawn, for, the, the pool furniture in the pool. Yeah, we discovered that the, the furniture outside around the pool at the hotel pool floated. And so the, the obvious fifth grade decision is if it floats, we're going to throw it in the pool and sit in it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It was sure we got in a little trouble. But yeah, it's a, but again, like I don't remember who we played. I don't remember the name of the hotel. I don't remember where we were necessarily. I could maybe exactly. ballpark it. But I remember that specific moment because of the fact it was a road trip. Like it, it, that's kind of the thing I, that stand out the most for me with road trips is the, the individual moments that happen because of it. Like another great example. I couldn't tell you where we were going. I couldn't tell you who we were playing, but we were short a car and in some AAU tournament somewhere. And so I had to sit in the trunk <laughs> with all the gear while the rest of the seats were taken. And the guy in the front seat who I played basketball with in high school, he was my starting point guard, Willie Schmidt. Anytime I tried to talk, just as a joke, would yell to the quiet in the back and would tell me to be quiet. And again, like I couldn't tell you anything about it, about the game that we went to play, but I, I remember the moment. And, and, it's, and that's what I love about road trips is that those types of moments can only be recreated when you're going from point A to point B to play a game. Huh. I have fond yeah. memories, of, mem- memories of Willie Schmidt on all road trips. He was fun to travel with. Yeah. I mean, there were some, pe- yeah. there was I, some I think- people that were good at road trips. There's some people that got yeah. s- sick on road trips. But, you know, the, the, the caller with the AAU, your, your mom's call, that I forgot about those, those kind of trips. Um, they were all done in cars. In middle school, we, we, we had to go parents driving in cars. Then in high school, it takes on a whole nother level. <laughs> You're on the school bus. bus. So, I mean... Um, let me a little little bit of um, interrupt here if this if this gets boring, but there's a whole other level of high school sports on on buses. I mean, think about it. You go to school, you got a principal, you got an athletic director, you got a secretary, you got all these people watching after you. You've got teachers in there, you got aides in there, you got you got administrators walking around the hall. They would throw two coaches and 40 kids on a bus and go to Covalo and, and say, okay, coaches, now, for those 40 kids, we have 11 adults watching after them at the high school, but you go on that bus and head out to Covalo in the rain, you take care of those 40 kids, keep them out of trouble, let them have fun, make sure they have food. I mean, I was always amazed at, that they let us do those road trips. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, uh, I got, it was absolutely bizarre. <laughs> I got one from Z, our, our favorite texting, um, sports phoner. I have fond memories of gymnastics road trips in high school. We'd travel to these huge high schools in suburban Chicago. It was fun to see these amazing facilities way home. I mean, who doesn't have this trip? Who doesn't have this on the bus on the way home? We'd stop at McDonald's. We were 15, 16. And we try to out eat each other. <laughs> we were. I remember. Ste- I buy it. I know. I know. I remember stepping up, Jer, from from high school to college sports, 
And we all of a sudden our buses were heated. They had comfortable seats that leaned back. We had a bathroom in the back of the bus. We had the coach giving us money to spend on food. I mean, I, I remember taking that step up in, in, in college, and it doesn't matter. Road trips were, were just fun. I mean, what what did we learn on road trips? I mean, I, I I'm getting caught up in this conversation. Seven zero seven eight nine five two, four four eight. Right now, we're talking about we're talking about road trips, what they mean to you uh, from a. Uh, Give me another it's, one. It's, Give me another one of those ones, Jer. Let's try to stump each other. Tell me something. I, I mean, what percentage of road trips that you went on in your entire career before college did I not go on? I mean, that's a great, oh, great stat. Yeah, it's a low percentage. Tell me about another great event that happened, and I'll tell you where and when it was. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I'm not going to be able to stump you with any of these, yeah, like, know, by any means. But, like, I think another one that stands out for just, again, the bizarreness of it was it was going to play in, in an adult league tournament for the first time in a tournament that, that you've come to now every oh, year. that's right. Yeah, so there's, for, for listeners, that there's an adult league tournament for basketball that, that I go play in every, man, no every March. Um, And it's in kind of, it's in Eastern Oregon in a really remote part of it. And the reason we found out about the tournament is a friend of mine, he played, uh, he played uh, high school basketball out near there. And so he got to, he knows the area. And so he got us into the tournament. And I just remember the first year we went, it was just six of us piling into a car and just going out to the middle of nowhere. We didn't know what we were getting into. Your college friends, right? Yeah, college friends. Yeah. yeah, we we stayed at a at a friend's house or a friend a friend of kind of the guy who organized it. We stayed at a friend of theirs house, a family friend, and it, again we we finished like I think seventh that first year out of sixteen seventeen teams in the tournament. But the thing I remember about it was the trip there. But I remember afterwards, we're in a house, the six of us, some parents, huh. and you know just friends and fa- friends of, of the family type thing, and the guy that hosted us cooked ribs and like and meat and beans and mac and cheese and all the sides and stuff and he just had this huge thing of food waiting for us when we got back and we showered and we ate and just drank all night That's like again i don't remember who we played but i remember that the six of us going to that tournament and we've gone every year since and i still think the best part of that is just getting to see these guys that i don't see every day like i used to in college and it's the parts when we're not playing. I think that's what makes road trips so special. Again, is you get these moments that get created that aren't the game that you're going to play. I don't, and I, it's not the same for a home game, right? Like you don't get those same kind of moments. I, I didn't. I, I've gone to a lot of those kind of trips uh, with you, as you know. And and it's funny. I can't remember many of the finals or getting knocked out of the tournaments as well. Yeah. But I do remember that time you and I dominated the shuffleboard table on a shuffleboard table at a town yeah. bar. I mean yeah. that that's what I remember and I remember those competitive friends of yours trying to beat us. It's just it's road trips. What can you yeah. say? Yeah, they're great. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. We're we're talking road trips here. Uh we're getting into the nitty-gritty. We love a good road trip, but give us a ring if you got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 
We've got about only about 14 minutes or so, 15, 14 Ooh, minutes left on the right. show. Again, we're going to be cutting things off a little bit early tonight. Uh, so if you want to get your thoughts in, give us a call, 707-895-2448. Uh, Jim, before we go got into a, another big topic. Got a call I guess, here? Yeah, let's do it. It's even better. You're on the air of the sports phone. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I, got a, I got a couple thoughts on road trip. I was a high school wrestler, and what that meant was um, you had to make weight when you got to the mm. other end. Oh, wow. When you got to the school you were playing at. So the trip out to the game or the wrestling match <laughs> was not so much fun as the trip back. Um, <laughs> what I mostly remember is the is is being hungry and also that kind of ice cube feeling you have in your stomach because you know you've got to compete. Um, so that that part was uh, not kind of all warm and fuzzy, but um, the trip back was a little bit different. Can uh, I? Everybody would pick out. Can I ask you? Uh, just, I mean, I watched. I, I went to a high school twenty six hundred kids. I, I, um, the only high school I know around here that has wrestling is Fort Bragg. Um, but there was wrestling all over the East Coast, and it was a big winter sport because, you know, as I say, 2,600 kids, only eight of them can play basketball or 10. What I want to know is, I mean, these kids used to come to school in rubber suits the day of a match, so they would sweat all day. They'd wear, literally wear, like, oh, like oh, yeah. dry suits. Is that stuff real? I mean... I never. I, I I sort of took it as a joke, but and they they would have to get weighed in right before they they wrestled. Yes. Yeah, and the quickest way to lose weight was to just dehydrate, which obviously is not a healthy thing to do. But um, yeah, that's that's a huge that's a huge part of wrestling is making weight and you know competing at the at the at the lowest weight bracket that that you, you can could. possibly huh. get to. Um, but, you know, wow. I also have another kind of funny story about road trips, which was um, probably something I shouldn't say on the air, um, but I'm guessing you probably don't have too many kids listening. But what we figured out was that, and maybe you guys know this, um, that um, if you were kids on a bus and everybody went to one side of the bus at once and then everybody went to the other side of the bus at once, you could rock that bus and make things really interesting. Um, did you guys ever do that? How in the world? No. I've never heard of that, Jerry. Oh, it, you got to try it sometime. Um, I'm just amazed. While it was moving? Yeah, it's not a good way to make the bus driver happy, but um, it's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun for the kids. <laughs> I have See, never... Oh, don't. You don't need to say if you're local or not, but I don't think I want to do that going from Mendocino to Point Arita. I don't no, think on the roads that we're that taking, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably don't want to do it when, when the bus is moving, period. But, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do when you're bored on a road trip. That's, that's just one of them. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, anyway, road trip stories. I, I wanted to say one other thing because yeah. you know, I've been listening to you guys for a while and, and thinking about you know, life and this crazy pandemic we're living in and kind of springboarding off of my wrestling uh, days and memories. You know, one of, one of the things I, I carried into my life from those days was, you know, you have to be pretty physically fit to wrestle. And um, 
I really got into weight training and also running, uh, distance running. And those are both things that I actually continue to do to this day. Wow. And probably, you know, have had the biggest impact on my life, far, far more than the actual, you know, competition that I did in high school. Um, it, just, it just became a big part of my life and just being physically fit. And I think that the thing that I've been wondering, and, um, you know, in this, in this time when, when it's, you know, there's very, it's very hard to compete and everybody's kind of sitting on the bench and can't really do their thing. Um, you, you know, everybody can at least stay in shape. And, you know, I, I think you guys touched on this in a show maybe a few months ago is kind of what, what a sports, look like you for now right and, and i i think um i think jerry you were talking about you know going to the gym and well that was back when you could actually go to the gym but um i i i think you know it, it's it's all about what's possible and i think you know staying in shape is not the same as sports but in a way it, it's it's pretty close and it's something you got to do uh in most sports to to be competitive at your sport and, and you got to train and you got to keep yourself in condition. And, and anyway, it's just a big part of how sports have carried into my life and, and made my life better. Um, even, even in the years, uh, beyond competing just by staying yeah. in shape, because I, I think if, you know, if you're not physically shaped and in shape, then, you, you know, you're not going to be mentally 100% either. That's that's my belief. There is, there, so. there, I mean, I'm going to put it on our list someday to really be specific, Chair. The value of sports, the value of athletics and the value of sports. You hit it right in the, the nose here. Tim Anderson uh, called a couple weeks ago and and was so upset that someone was downing sports. He was saying how, how much he's seen it help kids in the in the long run. Thanks for the call. 707-895-2448. We've got about seven minutes left. Jerry, do you realize... I'm still thinking about rocking the bus on the way to Point Arena, Jim. Or, I'm not going to lie. That's I'm still thinking about the, what that would have looked like. Well, you want to you wanna rock it to the inside of that road, not to the outside yeah, when, <laughs> when you go into... But then, when, when I, I'm not sure what he... Oh, he was saying that, but there is a famous road trip. You were on it, and I wasn't. And it was a soccer road trip. And a lot it was, happened on those soccer road trips. It was on Highway 101. I believe you were on that bus when, when you guys were being disciplined. You got off the bus and you're doing push-ups. On no, the no, no. That the was the year after I played. Oh. No, no. That was the year after me. Man, I'll never forget that one. I'm not sure I can get into that one on the air. Yeah, yeah. There's they, We don't have enough time left on the show to, to get into that one. <laughs> Seven uh, well, let's hear one more road trip story. 707-895-2448. AAU road trips. We started, I guess the closest to the AAU road trip that we used to do when you were in fifth grade, when we would did those, we did those five weeks in a row in the same motel in the same and played in a lot of the same gyms in Sacramento. So that's a big deal going from Mendocino to, to Sacramento. Here, uh, a, that, wait a minute. That, a that's the closest we we've done to the NBA bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty similar. Jim, here I have a question for you. I, I as a as a road trip, you've done it as a player and a coach. I've kind of only done them as player as a player. But 
overnight road trips are they worth it for all the hassle that that, that you that it is for you to organize those types of tournaments like are did you is it worth it did you enjoy those overnight road trips were, were one of the highlights of my coaching career and right. and I started a tradition for our school and um I mean, what could be better? I mean, the name, the whole thing, the Pescadero Hoop Dreams uh, Invitational. I mean, that's the one I, I did. I, I just remember in, in college, we lived to, it was like living in Mendocino. Uh, we'd have to drive, you know, at least two hours just to get to a freeway in, in college. And, and then from there, we'd go three or four hours. Every away game was an overnighter. I really liked, uh, how about you? I Again, like I only did them. I never had an overnight trip in high school. Oh, I did a, I did right. one in middle school every year, and I did a couple in college. Um, huh? Yeah, I, I never had a high school one, uh, just because the, of the tournaments we happened to be in those years. Uh, they weren't uh, right. They they weren't overnight tournaments. You know, we were going to Boonville, Cloverdale, and Fort Bragg. Like we we didn't have any overnight stuff for that. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah, it just it just wasn't for us. But no, I, I do remember the middle school ones being super fun. Uh, the the over the one overnight we we did in middle school every year. That's interesting. Uh, you, you did more you did more overnighters before middle school than you did in high school and middle school put together. Yeah, and college, yeah. I would say. Yeah, that's an inter yeah. interesting. You know, it, it's funny though, Jim. Talking about moments again, I was not on this road trip, but it happened on your Pescadero road trip. And we don't need to, I don't even remember names and we don't need to get into names, but I remember you told me the story of, and again, this is what I love about road trips and, and the moments that it creates. Didn't you have a player who said, and I can't remember the specific line, like the Pescadero tournament was the first time in his life he'd ever left Mendocino County or, or like seen the Golden Gate Bridge or something time, along those lines? Oh, that's a great one. First time across the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, as someone from Northern California, from Mendocino. Wow. And again, like, well, you couldn't have that kind of moment unless you were going to play Pescadero. I don't think I don't think you could tell me who you played that year, but I'm sure if you if, if you right. wanted no, to, you I... could say who that player was and you remember that moment. Wow. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I've gotten out of this conversation. I never quite thought of it that way. You remember the moments, but you don't remember the games you went there to play. I don't remember where we were going, but I remember one of our players trying to steal the sauce bottle from Quiznos on a soccer trip. Huh. I remember the moment. I don't know who we were playing, though. We probably lost because we weren't very good that year. I, but, turned, uh, I, turned, I turned my head in a restaurant once, and we have – she's here. We have uh, – Just a couple minutes three, left. Three here, minutes. Right? I thought we had 45 seconds, but we have three minutes. I turned my head once in a, in a restaurant – on a road trip. Let's just say let's just leave it at that. When I was in charge, turn a restaurant and a road trip and they had free refills yep. for soda. Uh, on uh, self-service free refills yep. soda. So the yep. so the soda machine was turned around and it faced the restaurant instead of the behind the the uh, the counter where they were cooking. So I turned my head for a second and I see one of my players drinking with his mouth underneath <laughs> the coke dispenser and and it drinking straight out of the dispenser i i, I mean but how memorable is that I, re I remember like, sure, that. i don't even i don't moment. even it was terrible for like our reputation 
But how memorable is that now? I don't even remember the game, yeah. the year. I don't remember anything, but I do remember, quote, Jerry Young, quote, I do remember that moment. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's great. I absolutely love it. We can keep going. Uh, you know, there's there's so many different road trips that, that I remember being a part of that, that were just so much fun. Such, um, such a uh, so on, another little housekeeping. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be done here in about a minute and a half. We have to finish at seven fifty tonight. Um, also, uh, we can say we are not gonna do Christmas Day, but we are gonna do we're gonna do New Year's Day. Um, so what do we have? One one more show before Christmas, right? Yeah. So we'll be back next week, Friday, December 18th, uh, regular sports phone, regular setup. We're going to be taking Christmas day off. So December 25th and then new year's day, January 1st, 2021, we're going to be doing the sports phone live from my house here in Portland. We've got a full remote setup ready to go. So hopefully we're, hopefully we're going to have some good audio quality. We've been putting this together with the help of the station for, for some time now. So, uh, we're, we're going to be live from my house and we think it's going to be a fun time and we think the quality is going to be pretty good. All right, Jerry, I think we should call it quits. It's a good time. No calls coming in. The, uh, the, 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 the people that are going to come on after us are, uh, raring to go. So, uh, let me slowly break down here. I'll see you next week. Yep. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening.